All right, good uh, evening, everyone. Uh, we're going to get right into it so we can get through it. So um, talking about, we've been talking about kingdom leaders, and, and last week we got into uh, uh, the, the liberty of a kingdom leader, you know, a, a kingdom leader operate and, and in liberty. And the thing is, uh, what's so essential, what's, what makes so much a difference or, or what makes it important about operating in um, uh, liberty as a leader is because then you're free to be who you are. So what God does is he takes a vessel. Uh, the Bible says he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He takes those that things that are a base and he exalts them. So, so he may take the lowly things and, and he resurrects them from there. We talked about that uh, on Resurrection Sunday. So here God has these vessels, and he'll take these vessels, and he resurrects them from the place where they are. And we talked about this earlier in this teaching, how leadership comes from resurrection. Leadership is a product of resurrection. When God first chose the Levites, and he said, okay, all the tribes take their rods. He said the one that blossoms, buds, and produces fruit is the one that, uh, I'll use so that so what he was showing is the one that blossomed through my resurrection that rod or that stem or that branch was not put in the ground and watered <laughs> and 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 man nurtured to resurrect it was supernaturally resurrected so what God is saying is even your still place and your place of lowliness and your place of being forgotten about in the place of where you don't have all the accolades as everybody else, I normally resurrect my leaders from there because they have a different level of appreciation. They have a different level of grit, different level of character that I can operate in. He says, so I might not take the noble and the mighty. I may take the people that you least expect. So for, for, for us to experience God's resurrection and leadership and God's promotions, we have to trust in his design just the way it is. So we have to appreciate our design. We have to have the liberty to be free to be ourselves as opposed to the temptation of looking to the left, looking to the right, measuring ourselves against others. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, it says, dare not. You know, that, that for Paul to open up with dare not, like, like almost like a caution against, not almost, a caution against. This is dare not to uh, compare yourself with yourself and others. And so it's saying when it says with yourself, it's just saying because we have this temptation of even when we do well, we'll take our well-doing and we'll, we'll approve it based on where we were. So y'all use me back in the BC days out there doing whatever, wilding out. So as soon as I start going to church, I can go, I'm going to church now. So I can almost approve myself that I'm going to church because I was wilding out. You know? So that's almost like, uh, you know, I am in a, well, I don't want to use me, person's in a relationship and they're ignoring a person for, I don't know, 10 years. And then they start paying the person attention. So they can almost go, I, I wasn't paying you no mind. <laughs> but the scripture is saying, don't compare yourself to where you've been. Compare yourself to what I designed. So, so 
every step of your life play off of does it line up with what I intended and what I designed. That's the true measure. And then it says, dare not to compare yourself with others. So a lot of times we could be reading more than others. We could be going to church more than others. We can be uh, better steward than others. And we can go, well, you know, at least I go to church. Well, God's not comparing you to others. He's comparing you to his design. So I could be reading 20 chapters a day. And the next person could be reading five chapters a day. But I can't go, see, I'm approved because I'm reading more chapters than you. God's not comparing me to you. He's comparing me to what I'm supposed to be reading. Suppose I'm supposed to be reading 40 chapters a day. I'm only reading 50% of my, 50 of my capacity. Suppose the person at their point in their life, they're supposed to be reading five chapters. They're reading 100% of their capacity. So they're actually doing better than me. Even though on the outside it looks like I'm doing more than them. See, that's how, that's how you flow. Like, that's why when you run a race, it says, you know, you're running your own race. When you run a race, like, it's your time. I ain't got nothing to do with nobody else's. You're running the fastest you can. Yeah, that's why there's uh, somebody's giving the testimony. The person was running the race, and they we were just talking to us, and they said the person couldn't win because they, they would always look back. They were the fastest person on the track, but would always lose because they was always you know, like they would run out ahead of everybody and always look and see who's catching up with them. But they would always lose the race or not do the qualify the time that they need. You know, because you could be better than them and worse, worse than you. You know that, right? Better than them and worse than you. And, and, and how does that play out? You run in a race and you want to qualify for the Olympic trials. So in this particular race, you blow everybody away and you still don't qualify. You didn't run your fastest, you just was trying to beat them. So you beat them and lost your opportunity. But suppose you just, every time you go out, you're trying to be the best you. You're trying to, as Pastor Mel said, her, her quest for this year was to empty out. All right, so let's, so, so again, all this is still predicated on what we've been talking about in terms of walking in liberty. And I opened up with uh, leadership. Of course, it's liberty, but it's the freedom to be who you are, not bound in the front. You're not bound in the front. So some leaders are bound in the front. Like everything is pretense. Everything is uh, accolades, attaboys, stuff like that. That's not that. You set yourself up because you can't always give people accolades and attaboys. Sometimes you have to correct them. Sometimes you have to chastise them. Sometimes you have to give them the truth. But if your whole pretense is you want everybody to like you, you're not, not going to be a healthy leader because everybody's not going to like you. If you're leading correctly, because you have to give re correction, re reproof, and rebuke as a leader. You have to, uh, we always train leaders to uh, address the behavior. So, that, so, so not dog everybody out for what they're doing. What's wrong with you? I can't believe, do you know we don't do stuff? You ain't got to go through all that. All you got to do is address the behavior. Okay, talk to me. Now, now, we've established that we're going to be here together at a particular time to do such and such. And I noticed that for the last seven times, you're, you're late. So talk to me. What's, what's, what, are, what are you processing through? You know, or a person's late all the time and don't never call. All right, so I noticed you, you're not only late, but you don't call. So when you, and if you have a role here. I actually had this conversation with somebody. You have a role here. 
So now, how do you think your role is being taken care of? Like, so what are you, while you're driving or while you're doing what you're doing at the house, what are you saying about your role? Are you saying they got that right? Or are you, as far as you're concerned, you're only aware of the role when you show up? When you're not around, as far as you're concerned, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like we used to say, uh, I know I did the men, and I told the men, I said, yeah, y'all gotta, you gotta watch that sitting around with your wives going, you got that right, you got that right? I said, because that has a shelf life. But, but you know, a lot of times people, as they grow up in, in environments, that's what their thought is. So as a leader, a leader is a, uh, it's a tough position because you have to do what's best. All things are lawful but not expedient. All things are lawful. But, but uh, you don't let anything have power over you. So you're doing what's best. And, and what's best sometimes is uncomfortable. You know? uh, and that's the tough part. I just had a conversation with somebody and we were talking about that, doing what's best. Because sometimes we think we're doing what's best is what's going to comfort the people around us. But what doing what's best is what's going to empower the people around you. So, so a lot of us fall into enablement because enablement works for us. I'm liked, but it doesn't benefit the other person. A true leader always gives a person what they need. A true leader always gives a person what they need. And sometimes that's the truth. Sometimes that's challenge. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's allowance, but sometimes it's restraint. But it's not, it's not cookie cutter. You can't just say, I'm a, I'm a you know, when my son was growing there were stages where it's like, oh, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> no, 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 we won't be, nah, I'm not, you're not doing that. But then there were stages where it was like, the Holy Spirit was like, no, let him go do it. And so he did it, and he came back and learned more by me allow, by my allowance than my prevention. Right? You see what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> All right, so Galatians 4. Let's go to Galatians 4 as we talk about this uh We'll call it what? Leadership liberty, walking in liberty, being the true you, right? Uh, but I'm going to give this Galatians 4. We're going to read verses 8 and 9. It says, but now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly element where you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times, right? Uh the New Living Version says this. It says, before you were Gentiles, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that do not even exist. It says, and now that you have found God, or should I say, now that God has found you, why do you want to go back again to become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual powers of this world? Like, why would you want to be in bondage to these different things, whether it's lust or different things like that. You know, the whole thing about being in Christ is freedom. Psalm 119, 145 says this. It says, I will walk in liberty for I seek thy precepts. I will walk in liberty for I seek thy precepts. So what basically the psalmist is saying is because I'm playing off of your word and what you say in your word, it's allowing me to be free in who I in my design because now I'm not bound by the they says and what they do and some of the pressures of this world and so 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 he says uh, I'm walking in liberty because I keep thy precepts you know basically I'm, I'm 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 in your word I'm in your laws uh 
So liberty, similar to gravity and some other things, it's a fixed principle too. Liberty is a fixed principle. Laws are fixed principles. Uh, the scripture talks about looking at, um, in James 1, it says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, right, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Uh, uh, James 1.25. And we, we can look at that real quick since I was about to get into the whole fix, fixed principle. James 1.25. Now this is after uh, James walked us through uh, being a hearer of the word and not a doer. First, he tells us in verse 19 to be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath. Right? He says, but he that be a hearer of the word and not a doer, right? Because somebody that beholds his face in the glass, his natural face in the glass, goes his way. Not the way that he sees that he's been enlightened to, but goes his way and forget what manner of man he was, right? So that goes, you know, from Galatians, I mean, James 1 19 to James. 24 you know that's the process it's telling you know he that be hear the word and not a doer you know it talks about hearing and doing and it talks about how you when you really get into the word it illuminates you second corinthians 3 uh, 18 says it's like beholding your yourself in a, a mirror you changes his image day by day so you face to face you see you're enlightened you ever come around the word or wisdom of god or men and women of god and a light goes on and you start to see in that moment you're seeing yourself exactly as you are and exactly what you're capable of doing in that moment but what happens is it says if you don't if you don't initiate corresponding actions to what you hear so there's information but then there's and there's revelation but then there has to be application to get manifestation right so if you don't apply it right it says, so, so in other words, God has shown you that narrow way for you to operate. You see it, it's clear, you're illumined to it. But it says in that next moment when you walk out of church or the next hour, you go, it says he goes his way and forget what manner of man he was, forget what God has shown him. And so it says, you know, that's, that's dangerous. It says that, that person goes right back into that cloud, that funk, that darkness, lose sight of themselves, Okay. And then verse, verse 25, after it went, went through all that, uh, verse 24, but he beholds himself, uh, goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what man or man he was. It says, but, it gives a but behind that. So it says what you should not do, and it says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect, complete uh, law of liberty, fixed principle of liberty, and continues therein, continuing that word, being not a forgetful hearer. But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, these are the leaders God is looking for. People that not just, they look into the word and they continue in that perfect law of liberty. Because the word is freeing us. Whom the son sets free, the son is the word, right? Whom the son sets free is free indeed. It says that person shall be blessed. Not the person that's bound. And things bind us. Like, you know, sometimes we're not free because our fear so which which uh facilitates hustle you know we hustling you know uh some of it is we're clouded through lust and things like that and it's hard for us to be free because you know we're clouded through these different lusts some of us is pressures worried about what they say not what he says you know so so it's always a, it's a caught up in keeping up and it's so 
So God needs a leader that's steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith. God needs a liberty, a, a leader that's operating in liberty, that's free to be what God designed them to be, independent of the pressures, the crowds, or the circumstances. You see what I'm saying? So you had this liberty that's a fixed principle, and it's a it's God's stand it's it's God's standard. But it's God's standard that you should be operating the end that was purchased for you. He purchased freedom for us. Hey, it's okay. You can be you now. Right? Right? And there's a blessing. Uh, it's a blessing in that. You don't have to front. Right? Uh, <laughs> so, so here is not just what we talk about. You know, I, I, I shared this in correction. A lot of the, uh, the, the youth in corrections um, it's hard. It was hard to follow a front. Like they, they not, not hard. They didn't follow a front, but it was easier to follow liberty. People that was genuine. So you know, uh, we had all levels. You had older people, older men and women. If the older, the older person couldn't. Those kids less than four hundred, five hundred pounds, strong. So the older woman couldn't do nothing. But they would listen to her why because she was genuine. This was like a, a mother to him. In some cases, it might be even a grandmom to him. So they was following the authority of this person because they were genuine. But if, if, if it was an older woman that was trying to act tough or trying to act like one of the youth or trying to act like one of the leaders that had influence, they would run all over that person because they weren't genuine. Like the youth didn't realize it, but no, they were smelling, they were smelling fear. They were smelling a person that was afraid to be themselves because they didn't think themselves had value. And people recognize that. People, if you're ministering, people recognize when you're not genuine, when, when it's all this pretense. Pretense, pre, I'm going to say this for me. This, this ain't the Bible. I'll tell you how I am. Pretense is like, uh, to me, it's disgusting. Like, it's hard for me to follow because I'm not, I'm trying to hear God. Like, so, so, so when, when people are pretentious and they got fronts and they, they think they need to say all these lines or everything has a, uh, uh, you know, you know, all the cliches. I'm like, can we just get back to the word? I just, I just would love to hear God. Can I hear God today? Um, and that's just, just me as a person. But even as, a, as leaders, we're like this. Like, and it's, it's, see, some things are just default. Those youth weren't saying, you front. It's just something in them that smelled, I don't believe you. All right? So when you're sitting in a sermon, there's something that's like, something about this ain't genuine. Right? Something about this is not God. And, and but as leaders, solid leaders are like that too. Like, if people are blowing smoke or, or pretentious or attaboying or bunch of accolades like jockeying for position you're not like uh, it's not like you d dislike anybody it's just it doesn't grab you you don't harmonize with that that's not attractive so un unnecessarily it, it pushes you away because the person is by their own hands and their own might they're trying to hustle their way into position they're not allowing themselves to be resurrected you know that's kind of how we flow you know some people have been taken back and but they wasn't taken back because we was doing anything irreverent or disrespectful. They was taken back because this worked everywhere else. Like normally this works, you know. I, you know, give my good presentation or 
or or buy my way into position and and i'm not i'm not I'm not going to dog nobody out. I'm not even mad at nobody. We're pastors. We're trying to serve people. But I watch both of us. It don't it don't it don't wear well like it's not attractive. And sometimes it could look like the person's being ignored, but what it is is they're not being ignored. The front is. I repeat that. They're not being ignored. The front is. If 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 they show up, they'll be attractive. And so you wouldn't want to endorse you like pay for or celebrate uh, the counterfeit, right? All right, good. So I, the Lord told me to share that. So so uh, James chapter 2, it says, So speak ye and so do as they shall be judged by the law of liberty. And so, so don't just say something that says do it because you're being judged by are you operating in liberty or are you bound? Are you being free? See, why is liberty so important? God does fifthly and wonderfully designed this vessel. He wants to move through you. When you are not free, you're 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 bound. You're restricting God's expression expression through you. He can't just flow through you because because you tighten up. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I'm not gonna say that. Oh, no, no, that's not gonna go well in this crowd. Like you, you almost are are filtering God as opposed to letting them freely flow through you like a river as the scripture says in John chapter 7 right so it says they're judged by the law of liberty so the message says talk and act like a person that is judged by the rule that sets us free right see I'm loved and that love designed me in a way where God can use me to impact lives right and so that helps me to be free, you know. And this is, you know, realize this, that law of liberty is a spiritual law. Spiritual laws override natural laws, right? So, 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 so uh, even the scripture says, uh, walk in the spirit. No, it says, it says uh, uh, for, the, for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faith, goodness, gentleness, meekness, and temperance. Against such, there is no law. There's no fixed principle that can stop you if you're operating in the fruit of the spirit, right? And all the fruit frees you to navigate in life. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, right? Because you're not bound by uh, people tripping. That's why uh, Jesus was able to walk on water. First of all, he wasn't just walking on water to be walking on water. He was, he was, he was going to, to rescue some folk, Right? He was, but the, the spiritual laws, and he was moving in love. Yeah, if you read the scripture, he was, he, was, he was having his intercession with God. He had sent them out ahead. Then he came out on the water because, you know, they was dealing with stuff on the water. Right? So it's the same thing with, with, with healing folk. He, it was compassion. It was about love. It wasn't just about so he could show people he's a, I, I have the, the gift of healing. I guarantee you, walk around talking about you had to give the healing. Ain't no healing happening in there, right? Walk around spending all your time focusing on you. But if you walk around and your flow is about other people, stuff just be happening. And, and this is the hardest part as you grow as a leader, not to stop and, 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 and um, we could say, uh, th- thank you, uh, not to not stop and assess yourself. 
You know, so God just used you to heal somebody. I'm the healer, ain't I? Okay, but it ain't over. Somebody else needs healing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you're so busy, like, trying to be shiny, you know, at the expense of, hey, I appreciate God using each situation. And Lord knows we're going we're gonna to be sharing it. But uh, in the past few months, there's been some stuff that's, like, we don't have time to, pay, to, to assess ourselves. But God has been doing things. But I watch each time is like the first time. Like each time is like the first time. Each time we go into a situation, it's like the first time. That's how I be looking at it. Like It's not like, oh, this is what we do. No, this is what God does. And I'm believing he's going to come through again. So the same believing God we have for the first situation is the same believing God we have for the second situation, the third situation, fourth situation. Not like, oh, we ain't really got to believe God now. No, Lord, we got this because this is what we do. Right? I think that's what happened to the disciples. Got overconfident, then they couldn't deal with that, that demon. So, so again, uh, leaders operate in liberty because God wants us to be free to be who we are. And uh, I have a note here, what would please God more than getting the maximum out of his design? Imagine if God got the maximum out of design. I, you know, people throw the phrase around, what, people use how much percent of their brain? What is it? 10%. 10%? And they throw it around like, man, people only use 10% of their brain. You think that's God's plan? Right. <laughs> God's like, well, they're only going to use 10%, but we'll give them 100. Nah, if you're only going to use 10%, knowing God, he would just give you 10%. <laughs> but he gave you the other 90 to use too. And it's not because you're not capable of using it. It's we're not using it. Right? We limit ourselves. Right? And that affects us as leaders because it takes so much wisdom to lead people. People are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God set it up where you got to depend on him. Because you don't know what everybody needs. Even leading the household. You could try to teach, try to raise both of the boys the exact same way. I'm not talking about we're going to church, we're reading the word. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about try to customize. You got two different personalities, right? right? <laughs> He's like, amen, right? So what you got to do is you have your foundation, but you got to see it's set up where you got to pay attention. All right, if you try to do things the exact same way, like it really doesn't even make sense. It's going to frustrate people. And the thing is, people do that because what they want to do is they really don't want to be bothered. So if I set up a system, like some households do this, this is how we doing stuff, everybody roll with it. Because they don't want to be bothered. So they can go, now I can do my thing and y'all just uh, conform to this flow, this system that we have. And it's, it's, it's smothering, it's frustrating the kids. But if you care, you're attentive. And what you're doing is in your, in your attentiveness, you li you're listening to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, we're going to do this a little different. We have to tweak that for this. We're going to have to tweak that for this situation. It's the same thing as leaders. You have to be attentive to the people that's following you. You can't just try to bind them in what's comfortable for you. Right? That, that, that will truly, truly frustrate uh, the people around you. Right? Again, I'm not talking about your foundational... You know, just like if you're leading somebody and you have a, whether it's a ministry or whether it's, you know, 
some level of helps. Okay, this is our protocols and stuff like that. But now you're trying to grow that person up in that environment, so you're you're dealing with them, and you're giving them what they need to assist them into uh, helping the vision, not trying to get them to help the vision with your personality because they might have a different personality, right? Or they may need something else. All right, so so uh, the key to operating this level of liberty, of course, is. Uh, accepting Christ or submerging ourselves in Christ. Galatians 5.1, I did a paper on it in school, but the whole book is about liberty, but it says, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free. It, didn't, it said Christ made us free. And has not, uh, and be not entangled again to the yoke of bondage. Galatians 5.1. So it says, stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free, be not entangled again to the yoke of bondage. So when we come into Christ and we're born again and we take on this new nature, he's trying to free us up. You know, our depressions, our worries, our frustrations, our uh, overanalyzing, those are bondages. And what God's trying to do is free us up. He's saying, like, you with me now. Just, just trust me, let me guide you through and you can be a lot freer. Um, and it, it'll shake you from a whole lot of Unnecessary considerations. I'll put it that way. You know, like unnecessary considerations. Because as you start leading, you got these personalities. I know everybody wants everybody to be ready made, but the people you lead aren't ready made. Like they, they're, they're not. Just like when you get married. So my son and my wife wasn't ready made, but they, but keeping it real, they wasn't trained for Keith. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like. What's wrong with y'all? Don't y'all know how to roll? You know, like, like this is how we do things. What y'all tripping? What's no, I had to learn. I had to study them. Well, I'm still learning. I'm still studying. Like, I still don't have it down. Um, and, and I keep, and, I, and I'm, it's worth it to me to learn and to study and then to watch when there's different phases and stages. You know, my son's 41. So he's at a different phase and stage. So, and sometimes he has knee-jerk reactions, but I'll, uh, I, I, won't, I won't trip on him. I'll just walk him through, and then I'll walk him through everything. Like, okay, let's talk about this. All right, let's talk about your thought. Let's talk about your reaction, and let's talk about my approach. And then let's talk about how my approach has changed as you've grown. Just in case you think I'm, um, you know, because my son just wants to, to, to be valued as I have a voice, I have a choice, and I'm bringing something to the table. So, and he does have a voice. He has a choice, and he does it. He brings a tremendous amount to the table. So I got to make sure I value that as I'm guiding him into to the next level of what he's supposed to do. You know, I can't just like, oh, God, you don't know what you're doing. That's not going to go over well with somebody that's 40 will be 41 two days before my birthday. Right? That ain't going over well. Same thing as you were leading, we can't just check out. Because people are, going, are in um, stages, and some people have been through stuff. Like as we lead people, we recognize different people have gone through, uh, been through different experiences. Uh, and, and we also realize some people don't believe. So a lot of people go to church, but not everybody believes. I'll repeat that. A lot of people go to church, but not everybody believes. And everybody doesn't believe because they say they believe. Everybody don't believe because they quote scriptures. Everybody don't believe because they come to church. You know, it's, it's, belief is obvious. 
right? And so, but that's not a put down. We have to, our job is to feed people the diet to believe. Feed people a diet to see. And, and, and what you do, if you feed that right, just like in a family, you feed that right, then everybody coming under you will be feeding that to the people around them too. Our job is just not to point out how people are bound. That's what a lot of times we do as leaders. We just point out how people are bound to validate our freedom. A lot of times as leaders, we point out how other people are bound to validate our freedom. I can't believe they're doing that. I don't know why they're doing that. They still doing that? That's not our job as leaders. Our job as leaders, freely has been given to us, freely we should give, is to feed people to die for them to be free. Not to state the obvious. Because you stating exactly what somebody's already doing doesn't change them from doing it. <laughs> you want to give them what they need to evolve out of it. Does that make sense? Right, so, that, so, so that's, that's going to have to be our goal. The scripture says... If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. New things are beyond, beyond people's expectations. New things are new levels. They're breaking barriers. Basically, it's liberating your life. When you get to new places, the, mostly new stages or new places or new beginnings are new freedoms. You don't feel as tight. You don't feel as bound. You know, as you guys assess your life and the people that's grown to another level, most of the time what they'll say is, I'm able to do something I haven't been able to do before. You see what I'm saying? So now they're freer. Uh, you see people that people's been teaching for years, but they've been stuck in a certain place. It's hard to be teaching up here. It's not, it's not, first of all, you don't know what nobody needs. You may have a great revelation. That don't mean everybody want to hear it. That's a nice revelation, bro. What that got to do with what's going on in my life? You know what I'm saying? So you really have to, you have to learn the art of yielding. You have to learn the art of yielding before you even show up, right? To yield to whatever the Holy Spirit says. You got to yield. You may have, oh, this is, oh, 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 this is going to be sweet. And then later on that week, the Holy Spirit says, that's cute, but that's not what we're talking about at church. But you're like, yeah, but I need to know ahead of time so I can prepare correctly. And have everything. Holy Spirit said, yeah, that's why I told you the last minute, because you're going to get in the way. So you have no choice but to say what I told you. Right? Then you got to come up here, and what you heard and how it comes out your mouth sounds different. And, and then you also have the responses of what comes out your mouth. You know, some people could be thinking. Some people could be like, okay. So if you, have, you ever come to my house and I'm watching the game, I ain't saying nothing. Because I'm locked into the game. But if you watching me, you'd be like, does he really care about the outcome? Oh, yes, I do. Ask her. <laughs> I care about the outcome, but I'm locked in until the game's over. But I'm not yelling at the TV. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I'm not that guy. Well, some people are like that in service. They may not be signifying through the whole service. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, pastor, preach, preach. They may not be doing all that. They just may be locked in like, whoa, I hadn't thought about that. Mm, that's a good point. Where are you going with this? <laughs> you know what? Oh, I can't believe he set me up like that. Like this, It's all in the person's head, though. But you could be watching like, you preaching and you're like, is that person listening? Do you care? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, show me, I'm, show me you're with me. You know, it don't roll like that. He said, that's a scary feeling. It doesn't roll like that because I tell you, I've done this. Now, Guy Talk is a great example, too. That's, that can be difficult because you can't even see the person. You can't even see the people. Right? You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, you got to get through the silence. Is anybody there? Is anybody with me? Right? <laughs> yeah, I've heard you say that, too. You're like, okay, are you guys there? Are you guys there? Right? But, but, but the thing is, you, you'd be surprised how the Holy Spirit is using you. People could get on, you know, I'm going to do guy talk today. They're feeling good Saturday morning. You know, they're getting all, they're feeling in their groove. Like, do me a little guy talk today for some little inspiration. You know, they could be out jogging or whatever, working. And then you hit them with a bam, like like a, 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 a insight and a revelation where they're like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, wasn't expecting this. If I knew this was going to be guy talk, I might not have called in. So while they're thinking through all that, they ain't in the, the audience. You can't see their face. They're on the phone going, whoa, text. Whoa, whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. I was just excited a minute ago. Now I'm convicted. You won't see the conviction. You, don't, you better listen. You're going to have to trust the Holy Spirit. That, that just happened recently, so I know. The Holy Spirit was like, he said, bruh, that was his fault, though. He, he asked me to do something at the last minute. So, <laughs> so I just was pouring out. Like I wasn't even. And the Holy Spirit was like, it made, that, that had a whole lot of folk thinking. Right. Now it was a feedback, but you had to, see, again, you got you to gotta go through that. That's why you had to be free. You got to be free from what people smiles and all that. You got to just know that. I, I, I'll use me, and I, I, I'll speak for my wife. She'll tell you, she, she, she'll have the mic in a little bit so she can speak for herself. Honestly, we just coming up here sharing what God says. But if we came up here looking for approval, see, that's the wrong motive. Now, it's gonna, that's going to affect the sermon. Because now I, I need, hey, 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 hey. I need, I need you. Uh, what's the lines? Uh, if you don't let the Lord stand on your feet or something, or, or sit down or something like that, what's the line? You don't know, if you don't love the Lord, just stay seated. Which means what? You're going to get up because you're trying to prove. <laughs> well, oh, I love the Lord. I better get up. Right? So, so you know, so I had to do some things like calisthenics. I'm going to call them uh, preach. Yeah, I don't think you heard me preaching calisthenics. Oh, so y'all just going to leave me out here by myself. I'm doing those things because I need a reaction. But if I'm free, independent of your reactions. <laughs> right? So, 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 so that's the thing about leadership, because leadership, you might have to go in, you might say, okay, this is how we're doing things, a matter of factly, and then you're gone. <laughs> like, like you just said, this is how we're doing things, you need to wait for a reaction. Like, yeah, okay, this is how, God said we're doing such and such. You know, right, you're going to have to do that. All right, so, so some, some, um, some enemies to uh, liberty. Liberty's enemies is what we'll call them. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I think about these guys every time they come because they're growing leaders and they're athletes. And, uh, and I've, I've, fortunately, I've, I've had the opportunity to minister to youth and athletes for years. But one of the scriptures I would always get an athlete is 2 Corinthians 3, 17. I actually want a good friend of mine uh, play in the NFL. Uh, he, would, uh, he would keep it on his cleats. 
But you write Second Corinthians three seventeen, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. And what I told him, I said, liberty is, is again what Pastor Mel was, was focused on this year. It's emptying out. And, and when we when we first had the conversation, I said, I said, you ever leave the field and say I coulda, woulda, shoulda? I said, I said that's because you ain't empty out. You considered so many other things, but just going out there and being free. See, when you when you're playing for yourself to perform. It's going to limit what you do. I don't care what you're doing. You could be a singer. You could be an actor. You could be a dancer. If it's about performance, it's going to limit what you do. If it's about glorifying God, see, you could be free because you're not focusing on you. You're not, you're not performing for people. See, to, the only way you glorify God is to empty out what God gave you to shine. Right? That's a whole nother focus. It changed my whole basketball world when I started living for God. Changed everything. I don't care what the situation, what the pressure is. I'm not, I'm not playing against y'all, so it don't make a difference. I'm not playing for the crowd, so it don't make a difference. I'm just out here glorifying God. So I was in a whole nother world, everybody else. <laughs> I, all the time. I was, in whole, I, was, I was speaking in tongues out there. I mean, I wasn't speaking loud. I was speaking in tongues, praising the Lord, thank the Lord, play for me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for this. If I play pickup, I'm like, thank the Lord for this victory. I believe I receive victory in Jesus' name. Before I play anything. I say it all the time. I don't care what it is. Right? Because it's not about performance. It's all about another opportunity to glorify God. Another opportunity to glorify God. You know, I know I say glory to God all the time, but it's because I believe it. So, so one of the enemies to liberty is unbelief. It's unbelief. And uh, see, 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 when we don't believe, we don't move beyond where we are. We can get complacent. And complacent is always an excuse to stay limited. Complacency is always an excuse to stay limited. Right? We could just get so, we, we got a reason to be complacent and not to be free. Because we don't believe uh in, in the unction or the steps that we're, we're supposed to be given to take. You know, this, but, but children do that. Children, it's hard for children to believe and be free. That's what they deal with peer pressure. You know, they, they deal with peer pressure. They're caught up on what, what other people think, right? And the scripture says when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the law, right? And, and, and in the fixed principles in this world are peer pressure and things like that. Galatians 4.3. Right, you know, but it, but again, it tells us once we've get become intimate with God, when you get down to verse eight nine, it says we shouldn't be running back to bondage, peer pressures, and see performance and proving ourselves instead of being ourselves. All that is conforming to the world or pressure from the world. But we we just need to be ourselves. Think about it. It really doesn't make sense. You have to prove you're you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's kind of weird. So the proving only, only kicks in if you're proving you can be like them. Because you don't have to prove you're you. You just be you. So the only pressure you have is if you're trying to conform, not if you're transforming. That's why tradition can be dangerous. Remember we said the, the four sources of authority, three sources, one of them tradition can be dangerous. Look at Mark 7.
I don't know, I might do a a 713 message. You know, Matthew 713 is uh, uh, narrows the way that leads to life and peace, right? The broadest way that leads to destruction. And then Mark 713, you know. I, I think God just be doing stuff like that just to be intentional. It says, look, uh, it's Mark 713. It says, making the word of none effect, this perfect law of liberty that we're talking about, making the word of none effect through, the, through your tradition which you have delivered and many such like things you do. So it says that you've just limited the liberty by your traditions. You got to do it this way for it to be approved by us. Right? And uh, I, was, I was listening to uh, uh, Brian Houston yesterday, and he was talking about painting outside the lines. And he was saying how he said... Uh, he was, uh, he, 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 was, he was saying that, you know, again, you want to stay within the laws that's been established. So the laws that's been established are, this is the, how can I say, the boundaries to keep, in, keep you in your protection. But this is the path. So you live in the path, not on the boundaries. So, for example, let's look at, like, somebody set up gates, and they set up gates to, to protect you. You don't live on top of the gate. You live within the gates. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? But we almost take laws as they're our life. No, they're actually protecting the life that we have, right? And he was saying that, he was talking about painting outside the lines from the standpoint of thinking outside the box. And he said, you know, Hillsong has been able to do some tremendous things because they've thought outside the box. They do things that are kind of different and outside of tradition. And some things when they first started doing it, it was like, that's not how you do church. Right? That's not how you do it. Hillsong's all over the world. They got 160 million viewers to their channel. You know, they're building a school now in Phoenix, a ministry school now in Phoenix. But all over the world. Like, like again, I don't know everything they do, but they got a, a phenomenal vision. Right? But he was saying, you know, just uh, doing th stuff that's outside of tradition. Uh, uh, so that's Mark chapter 7 Mark chapter 8 uh, Jesus says beware of the leaven of the, the Pharisees he says and the leaven of Herod Herod this is the leaven leaven of the whole whole loaf but he, he was talking about the contamination or the limits because what the Pharisees and the Sadducees would do is you when you thought to do something with liberty they would try to bind you up no you can't do that you can't do this did you wash your hands for this hey uh, remember it was like how your disciples eating corn in the field and this is the sabbath day and jesus was like because they hungry <laughs> that was i'm summarizing but that's the basic response he was like are you serious we were hungry we ate corn because we was hungry like the sabbath day. So, so he was saying then he said the sabbath is for man not man for the sabbath Basically, what he was saying is the gates are for man, not man for the gates. The boundaries are for man, not the not man for the boundaries. Like we living, like we living on a gate. Like we we got this gate together. It's the gate, right? Hope the gate's together. No, 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 no. We're supposed to be living in the in the in the path, right? Within the protection of the gates, if that makes sense, right? So, so we got to watch living in limits. Uh, Romans 3.28 says, uh, it talks about the, the, the limits of the law. Or, or uh, uh, it talks about how we're justified by faith uh, 
without the deeds of the law or these fixed principles. So I don't want to spend all my time with that because of the time that I have left. <laughs> all right, so, but I, I did want to give you one of the enemies to liberty, right? One of the enemies, one of the enemies is unbelief, but the other enemy to liberty is blindness. The other enemy to liberty is blindness. I mean, one of the first things he says, actually, I, I have to do a funeral at the, uh, on a Saturday morning. Um, and so I was asking the Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And there's a couple of things, but one of the things he highlighted is, uh, you know, why we have to renew our mind. Like, why do we have to renew our mind? And the thing is, like, so, so this is the thing we talked about feeding people the diet for them to see. If you don't see who you are, you don't understand the liberty you have. Like, if you don't see who you are, you don't understand the liberty you have. And and remember, uh, I gave you the story a long time ago. I've, I shared it probably 20, 30 times. But when I heard it, it was powerful. It was uh, the caged birds. And um, Mississippi Mass Choir has a song in the beginning of it. They have a sermon. It's called Caged Birds. And it's with the guy, he's had to... <clears throat> He had birds, he was in the cage, and he's poking them and sticking them. Like he would open the, the cage door, and every time they came to the door, he, ah, 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 right? So the guy saw him, he said, man, what, he said, what you gonna do with those birds? He said, oh, well, I'm gonna poke them, I'm gonna stick them, I'm gonna torture them, then I'm gonna take them to the mountain, I'm gonna kill them. He said, ho, 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 he said, tell you what, man, I'll buy those birds from you. He says, uh, it's gonna cost you. He says, what's it gonna cost you? It's gonna cost you everything you got. He says, well, I don't care, man, I'll buy the birds. So he, he paid for the birds. He, he pretty much gave his life savings for the birds. Took them up on the hill, opened the cage. They wouldn't come out. The reason why they wouldn't come out is because they was used to every time they stepped to that door, they got poked, right? And so they weren't bound in the cage. They were bound in their mind, <laughs> right? So, so, so it was a, it's, he rendered them blind. Uh, another example I, I've shared before, uh, I think the movie's called Instinct. And uh, so, Anthony Hopkins was living out in the in the jungle with gorillas. So they captured him, and he wanted to see. They captured the gorilla too, so he wanted to see the gorilla. So he he goes to the cage, and this is Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. And so he goes to the cage. He was like, "Oh, what you doing?" He said, "He said, don't worry." He said, "He says uh, he ain't gonna do nothing." He says, "He's talking about the gorilla. The gorilla ain't gonna do nothing." He says, "When y'all first captured him, he could still see himself in the jungle." Swinging, king. He says, but the longer he's been in this prison, the, then then it was like the jungle got far away from him. Like I remember, I used to swing in the jungle. Then the longer he got, then it was like, was I ever in the jungle? He says now he's at the point where he thinks the jungle never even existed. He opened the cage. The grill was just sitting there in the stupor. <clears throat> didn't move, didn't scream, didn't just, just sitting over in the corner. And interesting enough, he now was blind from the liberty he once had. And that's an actual picture of how a lot of us are. We've been, we're free, the door's open, the locks have been broken. But we still sitting in the cage. Hmm. Right? 
And so that's that blindness is a thing. That's why the scripture tells us to be renewed in our mind, then be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Re- being renewed in our mind is not enough because we that just means we agree to be free. Being renewed in the spirit of our mind means that we'll live to be free. It's our default. We're we operate in liberty without thinking about it. So this is good. I can share this because I know sometimes uh, and once in a while you got to have a pastor moment. Um, so I know sometimes how <clears throat> how we flow, uh, and I, I'll say in particular how I flow, if something comes at me where it's restricting me, I respond to it different because my default is freedom. So if somebody's trying to manipulate or somebody's trying to control me, if somebody's not, you know, trying to, well, well I take that back. If, if, I don't think they're trying to manipulate, if people's default is manipulate, if their default is control, it, it, it affects me a certain way. You know, uh, because the Lord has given me a revelation of liberty. So, so I'm not trying to just do, obviously I don't do what I want to do. I'm submitted to God. I'm submitted to authority. But I, I'm not going to live bound. And so I was in a situation with someone that, that I know, and they, uh, they didn't, they weren't telling me what to do, but they presented a scenario, then they share with another person, Keith needs to do this. And so my first reaction was, what's all the hoops for? Like, like first of all, you could have came and told me, we could have talked it through, but you kind of set it up almost like, like, you ever see people create rules after the fact? You should have been doing this. Well, how was who was supposed to know this? Especially people that 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 manipulative. You know, like I've been around some people. I was about to say who, but I've been around some people where where you messed up is you didn't do this. I was like, well, was it in Braille? Like, how was I supposed to know I was supposed to do that? So you you you're creating these these uh, rules as you go along based on where, where what your level of insecurity is. What's your level of of what you're not able to work through? But you, you this particular person, for years it'd be like I will find out later, and I would uh, apologize and repent. But then I was thinking like, wait a minute, like, and then finally we moved, and I was talking to the person, and I said, uh, I said, I said, you gotta going forward. I said I'm not around you anymore. But to help the other people that you're leading, I said you gotta stop making up rules after the fact to justify your position. I said, that's not, that's not fair to people. But that's, for me, it, it, uh, it's not even me. I don't even have to think about it. It's just something over me like, wait, ooh, something, 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 something's wrong here. Because we're designed to be free. And that thing, as we operate, like we always talk about, me and Pastor Mel talks about uh, in boot camp, everybody has a voice, everybody has a choice. Right? So the goal is, it's, the goal is for people to, to uh, oh, this is good, sweetheart. Like, you're giving other people permission to be free because you want to be free, right? Right? So, 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 so what you're doing is you're sowing freedom. What you gonna reap? Freedom. So you're sowing freedom, you reap liberty, right? Versus if you bind other people up, what do you think is gonna happen in your life? You're gonna be bound. Like, you can't think that you're gonna bind up everybody around you and you gonna be free. You gonna reap a harvest of 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 what you're doing, and that's not healthy leadership. Um, 
And this is the thing that the, the blind can't even see the liberty that they have. That's what's so dangerous. When folk are blind, they can't even see the liberty that they have. Right? So what God is trying to do is in, in, um, to uh, open it in the eyes of our understanding and enlighten in the eyes of our understanding so we actually could be free. You know, so we could see our freedom. I'm, I'm going to end with this, Ephesians 1. passage that I love a lot but I think it'll fit here to close out alright Ephesians 1 we'll start with verse 18 it says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what the hope of his calling and I'm a park there the hope of his calling is for us to walk in liberty right it says, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Uh, focus there on exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Remember, we talked about belief, right? According to the working of his look, focus on this, mighty power, Right? which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Look, far above, focus on this, all principality and all power and all might and all dominion. These are powerful words. Um, and every name that is named, not only this world, but also that which has come. Look, and focus on this, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In all. The result of everything you, we just read is supernatural liberty. That's what great power is. That's what dominion and might and, and, and all those different things, above all principalities, that's what it is. It's supernatural liberty. It's great power. It's living without limit. All that, if you read through all that, just meditate on that. All that, and that's a prayer. That's, I just read through a prayer. That's a prayer. It's a prayer I pray for us and this church. Uh, what it is is it frees you to live without limit. And so, so and that's what God's job is for us to live, uh, to lead without limit. His hope for us is to walk in liberty. All right, we'll just end right there.